All right, before we get to some of our top storylines and, and today really want to get into the entertainment value of this particular team this season, we want to let you know you're listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Mark Willard, Joe Shasky. Make sure you're subscribed. Share the podcast with your friends, your family. Scream it out your window. Whatever it takes, let everybody know. Please subscribe so that you do not miss an episode. Okay, you posed a question a couple of weeks ago that's a good one. It's an ongoing one. And that is, um, if it is indeed a pitching first team, and I think we're still feeling out exactly what the identity of this team is, but if it's a pitching first team, uh, is that enough for your entertainment value? This obviously sort of heads down the road of the conversation we've all been having about they didn't spend money on bats. We mentioned earlier it feels better now that Wade and and yeah. Belt are back in the lineup and Longo will be soon. It's starting to feel at least like a major league lineup. But what's your sense so far on the entertainment value of the 2022 version of the Giants? Look, I'm watching today's game, and Mark, I I, I just was sitting on the couch, and maybe it's because I'm, you know, coming off the high of Memphis Grizzlies Golden State Warriors playoffs. Yeah. I, I think any playoff game, whether it's the NFL, NBA, is gonna is gonna look so much more action packed with superstars than a regular season baseball game on a Sunday afternoon, right? You know, it's just it's just different. You know, the playoff baseball is on a whole nother level in, in intensity. But I'm watching the game, and I'm just like. This team is so boring. Like, what Giants player right now is in that bat that I can't miss? I mean, you you were at the game today. If you were going to go get garlic fries or if you were going to go get yourself a beer or whatever, it used to be, hey, wait, wait, wait. Bonds might be coming up here. Hey, you can't go anywhere. Buster's coming up, who we celebrated this weekend. My dad would go back to Willie Mays is coming up, who celebrated his 91st birthday. Like, there was always somebody in the lineup where you didn't want to miss it. And then when they didn't have that guy, oh, it's a Timmy day. Today's a Timmy day. Radon has that feel, but he's not our guy yet. So, you know, we're still kind of growing into this. I just look at them and I'm like, there's no guy that I'm emotionally attached to to where I absolutely have to be in front of my television or at my seat to watch their every single movement. Am I alone on this? Well, I, like I, I'm sort of still working through this because if I asked you who was your stop what you're doing guy last year, what would you say? <sighs> I would say there probably wasn't one for the most part until we got down the stretch because it did feel like all those Buster at bats were massive. But you know, Buster can be a boring at bat as well. So <laughs> you know, and I love Buster, but he he could have been a boring at bat. So it's a fair it's a fair counterpoint. I don't really have an answer. I think we got to wait to see who really takes off because last year Brandon Crawford had such an amazing year. Brandon Bell only played in ninety seven games but he hit 29 home runs. I actually did the math on this the other day. This is now taking the walks out of it. But do you know how many home runs per at bat? Um, or, or basically, if you will, at bats per home run? Like last year, Brandon Belt hit a home run every 11 at bats. Wow. That's every that, that's every two days. Yeah. Two, two, two plus days. So there were times where he, he became that. Crawford became that. If it was past nine o'clock and Wade was at the plate, he became that. Um, and so, I, 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 you know, and then maybe, you know, for a period of time when Chris Bryant arrives, he became that. Um, but I, I, I just think that is, that is a still to develop. We'll see who's really having a good year, but B 
this is a part of and, and the risk you take if you're Farhan Zaidi with your process, if you will. Mm-hmm. And if it this doesn't is- work, if you're not winning two out of every three games, it gets really tough because there are a lot of double plays and there are a lot of pop-ups and there are a lot of platoons. There's just a lot of table setting without eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's a great way of putting it. That's a great way of putting it. Because they've all got such a good eye and they've been trained to have such a good eye. They walk so often, therefore they set the table often. But if you set the table and you don't have somebody who's going to come up and pump the ball to the outfield, then you never get to eat. Let's let me give you a juxtaposition. Giants game ends. Okay. Our guy, Camilo Duvall, who I believe to be quite electric. And to me, he's a must watch because of how yep. young he is and just the story and the narrative and the come up, right? He's not a star yet, but he's going up against Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Those guys are two dudes that I love watching them play baseball. I love watching them play defense and offense. I mean, they're awesome players. Right after the game's over, I watch a little bit of the Giants post game, and then I'm flipping around the channels. And boom, I hit the MLB network. Who comes up in a leverage situation? First and third, Mike Trout. Mike Trout strikes out. Who's on deck? Up comes Otani. Otani hits a two-run double. Who's up after him? Rendon, the World Series hero. Boom, he drives in Otani. And I'm saying to myself, now maybe it's an outlier because the Angels do have stars. I'm like, Wow, look how fun this is. And I hate the Angels. I mean, I hate them. Right. You know, but I'm I'm juxtaposing that with the Giants. And I'm saying, God, I love Tyro Estrada, but ugh, there's a big drop off in star yeah. power. Well, and 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 I'll, I'll throw this into the conversation too, even though I know it's something that that in, in some ways has been talked about a lot. And this isn't just the Giants, it's not even just baseball. The cost of going to games oh. has gotten so preventative for so many people and so many families. And uh, and this is not to make anybody jealous here, Joe, but uh, about four days before that Mother's Day game, yeah, uh, my, my girlfriend calls and she's like, you're, you're available Sunday, right? I'm like, absolutely. And she's got two daughters and she's like, they want to go to the game. So I bought four tickets. I said, great. I'm in. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're celebrating Mother's Day by doing something I would want to do on Father's Day. But great. Such Off a great gift. So we go to the Giants game and, uh, and, and you know, the Giants, have, there's been some rule changes now. Uh, we talked about concessions a couple of weeks ago. They're pretty tough as far as the lines and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we packed a lot of food. But if you say we spent about 50 bucks just putting food in a cooler that we brought to the game. And then you end up spending another 50 on, on food items anyway, because even though you brought all this drinks, stuff, somebody and stuff, wants yeah. popcorn, somebody exactly. wants a beer, you get to 50 bucks pretty quick. Absolutely. And that's being right. cheap. Absolutely. Right. So that's a hundred dollars right there. Mm-hmm. Then you factor in parking. Uh, you know, we're, we're lucky with a media pass, but the normal person is now paying at least 40 bucks or so mm-hmm. to park. So now you're at about, you're at about a buck 50. And on the way home, one of her daughters goes, hey, mom, how much were those tickets? We were sitting at about, I would say about 15 rows up mm-hmm. and, and and halfway between, you know, like mid left field, not yeah. too far behind third base. Good spot but, to catch a line drive or a pop fly. Buddy, I got a story for you on one, too. <laughs> I went alligator arms in this game. <laughs> no, you you didn't. A no, I'll you didn't, Brandon second. Lloyd. But, but <laughs> one of the girls goes, mom, how much did those tickets cost? And she goes, well, these are about about a hundred a ticket. And then after the, um, yeah. you know, after the service charges about a hundred, 120 a ticket. And I'm sitting here going, my mind starts doing the math and the parking and the food. 
and the four tickets and the service charges. I'm mm -hmm. like, we are screaming toward almost a thousand dollars. Now I love the giants games. I've been going to thousands of baseball games, but when there are 81 of them and, 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 and you go out there and what we just discussed with regard to, you know, any eye popping players that make you want to stop what you're doing. That is a tough sell for me. Uh, Cause it just, if you're asking on the way home, do you feel like you got value for your, yeah. you know, your seven fifty? now you don't have to get that good of seats. You could sit in the bleachers. Yeah. I get yeah. it. But do you feel like you got value? My gosh. So that's the one, like I'm behind Farhan yeah. in the process, but that's where I start to feel like, man, you, it's tough to do that and not have any hitters that make you want to stop what you're doing. So it's interesting that you're bringing it up from this perspective. I, I think a lot of the people that I've worked with at the station and just in the media in general, they have so been far removed from the purchasing of tickets and going to games with their family. They go as an employee, like they're, they're going for free essentially. And they, they don't understand. And I'm like, look, you do realize as much as winning is a part of sports. And yes, we all want all these teams to win. It is a television product, first and foremost, and then it is an entertainment product, secondly, right? And so you have to have characters that I care about. If you look at the Giants and the A's, yes, the Giants have the three World Series, but the A's have been to the playoffs and had a better record in the last 20 years than what the Giants have currently. Why is their business not as good as the Giants? Because they don't retain the characters people care about, and the Giants have. Now, they They've probably held on to a couple guys a little too long or paid the wrong guys, but I don't, I don't kill them for that. Like I credit them for that. So I look at what the giants have right now and I say, look, winning is great, but I got to have some guys that I'm emotionally attached to some guys that, that like evoke passion and must see. And as much as platooning is, is probably going to help them win five extra games, 10 extra games, 15 extra games. Dear God, I'd love to have a Bryce Harper type just, just from an entertainment standpoint for my family. No doubt. And, and by the way, this is not to say that this guy is in any way those guys. However, we've only had a short-term one-year experience with him, and he won a Willie Mack Award, and he got a nickname, and he is entertaining to me. Lamont Way Jr. Agreed. Uh, has, has built that relationship you're talking about. And so – that felt good this weekend. Absolutely. Having him back in the lineup, however, brings up another question because I know this is something that a lot of fans talk about. If we're going to support the staff's approach to winning games, how do you feel when in the fifth inning, here comes a left-handed reliever and, and the Giants immediately go, Wade, yeah. you're out. He's walked to the plate. He, he, he pumps yeah. one deep into the right center field seats. He makes it a 2-2 game. A couple innings later, you're out. Austin Slater, you're in. And Slater's doing well, too. But that's part of, like, that sometimes it creates an entertainment difficulty. A dilemma. Because we want to see Lamont Wade hit. Well, and, and this is the, the question that I have for people that are, like, hell-bent on platoons no matter what. Okay, so let's say I am Lamont Wade Jr. How's he ever going to get better hitting lefties if he never faces any? Like, that's the other element of this. Like, so are all the young guys just going to be protected forever by matchup? 
Well, like how how are they going to turn into everyday players if the entire philosophy of the organization is you never face any of your weaknesses? Maybe they won't. I mean, what if they responded to you right now and said, "Well, are you enjoying watching Darren Ruff face right-handers? How's that going for you?" Yeah, yeah, but I, I would say Darren Ruff's not enough of a complete enough ball player to be put in the category of some of the other guys that I would really like. Like, so that would be my pushback on the Lamont Wade. Maybe they're saying to you, "He's not the player that we think he is." But I will say this, Mark, and it's an interesting point: the holding pattern we're in right now where you got a couple of the old guys and the the infield's really old and then you're waiting for all of these youngsters to come up you gotta win in the interim to hold our attention because there's just not enough compelling characters on a daily basis Rodon only pitches one day a week Webb the other day outside of that not sure how many people are emotionally attached to Alex Wood in the five innings well I wonder if we get back to a situation where we're watching a team that again uh, you're not putting any A-pluses out there in terms of Q rating. Yeah. But if you are getting yeah. a lineup out there that has Belt at first and Crawford at short and Longo at third, and if Joey Bart can get it going at the catcher position, you're putting out an outfield that includes Wade and 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 Yaz and Jock Peterson mm-hmm. or if he's going to DH or whatever. If you're getting that major league lineup that we thought we were getting yeah. – and they do go back to what they were doing the first two weeks and winning two out of every three games. To me, that is entertaining enough. Yeah, it's entertaining enough. But the pressure's on to win because <laughs> if you don't have the A plus players and you're not winning, yeah, you become the B word. Hey, you honey, do, real, real fast. Honey, come check it out. Luis Gonzalez is batting. You know what I mean? Like, and I got, I, you know, I'm geeked out over Luis Gonzalez, but my wife couldn't care less. But you bring up Buster Posey and she's like, I love Buster. He's one of my favorite giants ever. You know, one last thing on this. I think if one guy, just one guy gets brought up this year and just shows a little bit of promise, I think the whole thing and the narrative changes. If it's Ramos or Matos or or maybe it's Luciano, and maybe they're too early. But if one of those guys, not all of them, just one shows a little bit of promise, I think all of that evaporates and we're all optimistic yeah. again. I think I think we'll see Ramos some more this year for sure. Um, okay, quick story time. Give it to me. Um, ninth inning. Duvall is up, okay? Okay. Duvall is pitching. It is the leadoff hitter in the ninth. It was Corey Dickerson who comes up to pinch hit. All right? So you got a 4-3 lead. Now, the three ladies I'm with have all told me, if a foul ball comes here, you got to protect us. (laughs) We're not even, you know, like the girls are looking at their phones. I've already been told this. Corey Dickerson. Now, here comes a – this is off of a Camila Duvall 99-mile-an-hour heater. And so, obviously, he's late, left-handed hitter. But he pieces a line drive. And it was one of those moments – the second he hit it, I'm like, oh, holy hell, this is coming right <laughs> you knew it. at me. Like, it had that little tail on it, right? It's coming down the third baseline, and I go, oh, it's tracking. So I stood up. I was in the, I was in yeah. seat one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seat. So yeah. I get up. I got mo- room to move. And I go with the ball a little bit, and I'm like, okay, it's right here. Like, it's not going to hit my group, but it's right here. But, Joe, it is coming so damn hard. I mean, it is a seed. You do not want to be hit by this thing. So I put the hand up, (laughs) left hand. I'm a righty, so I'm going to put the left hand up. That's my catch hand. Yeah. And right before impact, just a little (laughs) alligator pull. Like, I didn't didn't miss it, but I let it. It clipped off my Uh. fingertips. (laughs) 
it wedged in between <laughs> the ribs and the seat of a guy sitting right behind oh, me. Oh no! Like nobody even knew. Like it wedged in there. Oh, all of a sudden, no. it's like, oh look, I got the ball. So I didn't get the ball, but I sat down. It it like the game was over. The finger was still throbbing a little bit. <laughs> Fair or foul? Did I do it right or did I do it wrong? No, let me tell you. All right. It's first up, fair, 100% fair, because if you don't have your glove, don't break your hand. My cousin, the first, like one of the first dates she went on with her husband, uh, who's now her husband, they got two beautiful kids. He yeah. sticks up like, I'm, I'm a man. I'm going to catch this. Sticks his left hand up, breaks his hand in two spots. One of the first dates ever to this day, to this day, he goes, damn ball, ate my hand up. I was trying to show off and I look like a wuss. Let me tell you this, protect yourself at all costs, protect your family, but don't be foolish. You're not catching a hundred mile an hour, sometimes 120 miles an hour Whoa. off the bat. Bring you, your glove. You made me feel better. Cause I, I sat back down and I'm like, man, Kruko would be pissed. He's like, bring a glove, get bring a ball. A glove. I'm like, don't bring a glove and get a broken hand. I love that. And get embarrassed. Hey, so. Mark, it is the most glovable stadium in baseball. There are more people rocking gloves. And my dad loves to go. He, like, he likes to see who's the ball players. And he could tell by the glove and how oh. worn it is. That's my favorite thing in the world is to see everybody with their gloves. Brother, if I'd had a glove, it was a can of corn. It was <laughs> mine. There was nobody in my space. I had that baby. <laughs> But uh, I alligated that sucker. I love it. Big time. Big I love time. it. Oh, All right. Uh, great stuff. Episode six. We'll be fun. back with you again on Thursday. Giants at the time of this episode, 16 and 12 with a couple of wins against the Cardinals to get the ship right. And make sure garlic fries and baseball guys, make sure you're subscribed so you do not miss an episode. Nope.